Hello, my dear listeners. It's great to have you on today. Today marks a a pretty good milestone for me. Pretty big milestone, not a good. It's a good one and a and a big one. Today marks the one year anniversary of when I launched this podcast. So I want to thank you, dear listener, from far and wide, coming in and tuning in on a weekly basis, and just learning uh, all the stuff that I have to share. I've had some pretty interesting guests over the year, uh, and I look forward to another year coming up. As part of the review, I just kind of, it's never really been about numbers for me, but as part of the review, I went back and I looked at what are some of the more popular podcast episodes I've done, what are the most downloaded and the ones that folks really enjoyed, and the one that really sticks out for 2023 is the one that I did early in January. It was the 15 High Impact Digital Marketing Tips for 2023, and I thought it would be a good episode to just reshare with you today in honor of the annual, you know, milestone that this podcast has hit. Uh, I think there's some nuggets in there that would really help you uh, maybe reevaluate some of the things that you've done for 2023 against this 15-point uh, checklist. And also, as you prepare for 2024, I do plan on doing a couple of episodes, maybe one or two, in uh, December about 2024 and some of the things I'm seeing and where you need to maybe make adjustments uh, when it comes to your digital marketing but I think this is a good review of, of things for you as you look back on 2023 and then as you think about what you need to do for 2024. For those, those of you that did not listen to that episode, I talk about, you know, identifying your core course keyword list. I talk about, you know, some fundamentals of SEO. I talk about, you know, how to u- utilize, uh, you know, on-site um SEO copy checklists, how to do some, um, you know, reviews and all that kind of stuff and analytics and search console and all that kind of stuff. And then the big thing that we talked about was the switch coming for GA4, which obviously is not relevant anymore, but it certainly was that relevant when this episode originally aired. So with that, let's get started. Welcome to the latest episode of Corner Your Market. I'm your host, Sailes Kimide. In this podcast, I talk about all things digital marketing, from website design and development to SEO and PPC, as well as paid advertising, email marketing, social media, and anything in between. If you're a small business owner, a marketing manager in a company, or an entrepreneur, this podcast is for you. So tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m., You'll gain some practical insights, new strategies, tactics, and tools that will help you grow your business. To subscribe, go to cornerofmarketpodcast.com and select the podcast app of your choice. Then you can hit subscribe within those apps. That again is cornerofmarketpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to like and share our individual episodes. You can also leave a review in the app once you've listened to one of our episodes. Happy New Year, 2023. Welcome to 2023. Hope you guys all had a great uh, holiday weekend with friends, family, and got some downtime, and then are back in gear now. So I thought to start the new year being January with all the resolutions we're making, maybe you're making resolutions, maybe you're not, but it's a great time, I think, to just assess and evaluate and plan 
And so I wanted to present to you 15 high impact digital marketing tips that you could implement right away. And that would give you a very high impact uh, in, in, in the coming year in 2023. So things that would really be almost, so to speak, low hanging fruit, perhaps that you could work on right away. Nothing too complicated, nothing too involved, but just 15 things that you could do in the next couple of weeks, new next several weeks, get it done and be on the right track when it comes to the coming year. So let's get started. The very first high impact digital marketing tip for 2023 is to identify your core list of 15 keywords. And I want you to kind of pay attention to that to that a little bit because it's almost like you're identifying your unique selling proposition or your core business value, so to speak. In this case, what you're doing is you're identifying 15 keywords that people will search you on and will find you. So these are the words that drive your traffic to your website. So you might need to go back to your analytics and see if these keywords are actually driving traffic. Uh, and um, these keywords, in a way, define your business, right? So these are the 15 words that Keywords, key phrases, it doesn't have to be a singular word. It could be a phrase as well. Uh, 15 phrases, let's say, that defines your business. And at any given time, in any given search, you want to be found for them. So very important list. I would recommend that you spend a little bit of time thinking through this one. Um, if you can get a hold of a search volume for your key phrase, or the difficulty level of getting ranked for your key phrase, go ahead and do that. There are tools out there that can help you do that. But I would say in my list of 15, this is probably the most difficult one. It's the first one. But think about it this way. Once you get this one done, the other stuff kind of flows through. So again, identify your core list of 15 keywords. These are the keywords that you're going to focus on all your content, everything that you put up. And these are the keywords that you want to be found. So that's the first one. Yeah. And make it make it accessible. Keep it nearby so that anytime you're touching your website, you have that nearby so you can take a look at it. So that any changes that you're making to your website content-wise stays in line with those core list of 15 keywords. The second thing that is high impact for anybody, uh, especially for those of you that are on WordPress, and this is not I'm not familiar with plugins on other systems. So this is specifically for WordPress. Uh, WordPress comes default with, I think a lot of WordPress installations by default install SEO plugins uh, like SEO Yoast, or I don't know if they do all-in-one SEO, but the, I used to, I've used both. I used to use all-in-one SEO way back and then switched over to SEO Yoast a few years ago. Um, not not by own my own choice. Just one of my partners that I was working with made that switch, and I found those plugins to be extremely helpful. So if you don't have a SEO specific plugin installed on your website, I would allow, I would do some research, find if SEO Yoast is the best for you, or All in One SEO is the best for you, um, or maybe there, there's another one that you want to use. Go ahead and use that. I'm I'm kind of agnostic agnostic in terms of which one you use. But um, but use one because you will find that those plugins really help you focus your, your individual pages to specific keywords. And 
you're not, it takes the guessing game out, right? Should this keyword be here? Should this be in the title? Should this be at the bottom? Should it be at the top? How many links do I need? Do I need this? Do I need that? It just takes all that guessing game out, um, you know, and then the density, like, did I put too much keywords, too little keywords? Also, how long should my meta tags be titled, uh, you know, dis uh, descriptions be and things like that. So all it takes all of that out. These plugins manage all of that for you. So I would do that. I would go ahead and install your SEO plugin. And then the third thing that I would do is I would do, after you've installed those plugins, I would do an on-site SEO checkup right away. Run the plugins uh, on, the, on your key pages. Uh, they have checks and tools that basically gives you a green, yellow, red. Um, enter the keyword. Again, that's why we focused on the keyword. Enter the keyword uh, for that particular page. So let's say you're on a service page talking about, you know, AC repair. And and you basically put an AC repair as your keyword. Then the plugin will tell you uh, how good your title tag is for that keyword, how good your descriptions are, whether or not, you know, your density is correct or not, and things like that. So run the keywords on, uh, run the plugin on each of your main pages Go through, you know, basically prioritize your pages because you might have a lot of pages. Uh, do it on your homepage. Do it on your key service pages. Maybe you have industry pages that are very important. Maybe you have case studies. Whatever you have, basically uh, run that on and make those changes. Uh, change it based on the uh, recommendations that the plugins make. And it doesn't take too long, to be honest with you. It probably, once you get the hang of the plugin, you're looking at maybe 30 minutes, maybe the 40 minutes tops per page to to optimize and try to get it to green as much as possible on, on these plugins, at least uh, on SEO Yoast. I don't know if all-in-one SEO gives you a red, green, yellow. Uh, but anyway, try to get it to green. Uh, make sure that it's as green as much as possible and then republish your content if, if this is uh, old content or publish your content if this is new content. So, so that's the on-site SEO checkup. It's really easy to do. Um, I broke out... Uh, my fourth point is on-site SEO copy checkup. And what I mean by that is sometimes the copy just needs to be revisited. Uh, review the copy on each of your pages. Start with the homepage. Um, again, similar to your the third bullet about doing an on-site SEO checkup on the title tag, descriptions, H1 tags, and things like that. On the fourth point, you're trying to do a SEO copy checkup. Basically, look at your keywords. Uh, look at the, the homepage copy that you have right now. Look at opportunities for you to maybe rewrite your value statement, rewrite your about statement, rewrite your services summary, whatever it is. It's a good idea to, now that you have your keywords, it's a good idea to um, basically do a copy checkup on all of your, all of your pages, the main pages uh, of your website. The fifth thing that is that is a pretty low-hanging fruit, in my opinion, is to do a uh, claim your Google My Business listing. Um, claim it, make sure that you have it updated. Uh, I think by now most people have claimed it, but just make sure you have access to it and update it. Make sure the hours are correct. Make sure all the settings are correct. Make sure your about us or whatever content that you have up on there is correct. Uh, just do a checkup. It's a good idea. It's the beginning of the year. Make sure everything is up to date. You can update pictures. You can even, I think, connect even connect the uh, blogs and the blog posts that you have on your website 
to your my to your Google My Business listing page as well. Well, let me take that back. They're renaming that now. They're calling it, I think, Google My Google Business Profile. It's no longer Google My Business. It's Google Business Profile. So anyway, the Google Business Profile. So claim it, update it, and then uh, make sure that you've got all the content in there that you need. Uh, images. Um, if you have uh, menus or different items that you want to list on there, you can do that as well. But basically make sure that it's all up to date. And then the sixth thing that I would do, and this one might take a little bit of digging because you might not have done it already, but I would also go ahead and claim listings in all the major directories. Uh, what I mean by that is make sure that your Apple listing is claimed. Uh, a lot of people use Apple Maps. And when they're searching for services, they might go to Apple Maps and try to find directions, try to find your company, try to find your business. And you got to make sure that the information on the Apple Maps is also correct as well. And it's a whole different process for doing that. So make sure that your Apple Maps listing is 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 um, is claimed. Bing, uh, Bing listings are also important because there are search engines that are out there that use the Bing listing. So like Yelp, I think uses the Bing listing when it when it pulls up maps and things like that. So it's still a viable product. It's still a viable uh, service. Go ahead and claim those. Um, and make sure that you have it all updated, just like you would have your Google business profile updated as well. Uh, another one that I would do is also Facebook. Uh, I would claim the Facebook listings and make sure that all of your content about your business is current on Facebook. And um, again, people are on Facebook. They'll be searching. They'll be looking for business and things like that. It's important for that to be updated as well. One other one that is coming into the mix for certain types of businesses, it may or may not be relevant to your business, but I am recommending these days that people would go and claim their Nextdoor uh, listing as well. Nextdoor is an app. If you're not familiar with it, it's basically neighborhoods and neighbors connecting with each other. Uh, the business features on Nextdoor are fairly limited and there's not a whole lot you can do, but you can claim your profile. You can make sure that your business is up to date and that your business does have uh, the phone numbers, the hours of operations, address, reviews, whatever you can get on Nextdoor. Make sure you do that as well. Another one, an oldie but a goldie, people still use it depending on industry, is Yelp. Make sure that your listing is, is, uh, is claimed on that as well. Again, these are these are really just high impact things that you could do. So this is the sixth one is claiming your listings on all all your major directories. Um, the seventh one that I would do is kind of related to your your listings is in 2023, I would revisit your review strategy. What I mean by that is how are you going to handle your reviews, your positive reviews, your negative reviews? How will you obtain your reviews? And where will you obtain those reviews? Very important. Uh, a lot of people are writing reviews these days. A lot of businesses are asking for reviews, but I think as you head into 2023, you really need to focus on obtaining high quality reviews, but also a little bit more of an in-depth type review, right? So what I mean by this is it's great that you got the five star. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm really glad you did. But if the if the user that puts a five star review also left a a helpful tip on why they gave you the five-star review. So maybe they, you know, they used your particular service and and it really helped you 
help them, you know, uh, save money, or maybe it helped them, um, you know, uh, do better in their, you know, in their in their dental hygiene or whatever it is that they that they came in the service for. I think if you, if you have a way of uh, encouraging your customers to provide a little bit more of a of an in depth review rather than just a five star review or something like that, I think that'll go a long ways. And one way that I've seen businesses, at least in the dental and in the veterinary space, uh, do it is asking their patients to provide a little bit of a of a of an in depth information about their service, so that other people reading reviews might know and benefit from the type of services that they offer and the quality of the services that they offer. So I know I'm being a little bit vague on that one because I don't want to give away something that a particular client uh, mentioned to me, uh, but I think that strategy really works. All that to say, the seventh thing that you should be doing is you should be establishing a really solid review strategy for 2023. Uh, another big one is uh, re- related to reviews is where will you obtain those reviews? Because um, my personal recommendation is always to get reviews on Google just because that's where people are searching. It's the number one search engine. And so if you have 30 reviews on Google, that's going to look a lot different than if you have five on Google, five on Yelp, five on Facebook, and and all that kind of stuff. So I would consolidate your reviews to Google as much as possible uh, I know that you know some people you know prefer Yelp and some people prefer Facebook and things like that, but but those reviews on those platforms are not immediately available when somebody does a Google search when they might have a very high intent to purchase or very high intent to seek out your services. So give that some thought and see what uh, what comes what be, what makes sense for your business. But the seventh thing. Uh, would be to establish uh, a review strategy for 2023. So I'm going to wrap up uh, this episode with just seven because I think getting through all 15 um, in this episode is going to get a little overwhelming. So let me just uh, summarize what we talked about, the the seven um, high-impact tips that we talked about today, and then we'll cover the rest in, in the next episode in part two. So in terms of the... Um, seven things. The first is identify your core list of 15 keywords, right? We talked a little bit about that. Identify your core valuable keywords. What do you want to be found for? What are your What is your business defined by and things like that? The second thing is install a SEO plugin. Very helpful. It makes, makes you, saves you a lot of time, takes the guessing game out. Um, I recommend it um, for, if you have a WordPress site, use SEO Yoast or use um, all-in-one SEO plugin or, or, or other ones that you might find. But anyway, use one. Uh, and then do a SEO checkup of your title tags, descriptions, t- H1 tags, and things like that using the plugin. And then the fourth thing is to do an on-site SEO copy checkup. Again, you can use the plugin, but also do a, a manual review of your copy to make sure that all of your copy is on point when it comes to uh, SEO and being found for the keywords that you want to be found for. Um, the fifth thing that we talked about is claiming and maintaining and updating your Google business profile, which I think a lot of people have already claimed their profiles, but it would be helpful to go through and make sure that it's all updated and, and that you're also taking advantage, advantage of all the new features that they might have introduced in the last year, especially if you haven't been on it in a, in a year or so. 
And then the sixth thing that we talked about is claiming your listings on all the major directories like Apple, Facebook, Bing, Nextdoor, Yelp. And then once you've claimed all of those listings, the seventh thing that we talked about is establishing a review strategy for your business. How will you handle your reviews moving forward? Positive, negative reviews. Uh, how will you obtain your reviews and where will you obtain the, your those reviews and and how will you engage your clients or and your customers differently so that they write reviews that are much more in depth rather than just a quick five star or a quick um, you know a quick great service type comment. So there you have it. We talked about seven high impact things that you could start doing right away. You could start working on it right after this podcast. Not very difficult. The first one's probably the most difficult. The other ones are not. Just one one a day. How about that? One a day. You do one a day, and then um, and then by the time the next episode comes out, you will be ready to take out uh, to address the the remaining eight elements of the fifteen high impact digital market marketing tips. Thanks for listening. It's been great uh, today, and happy marketing. If you're a small business owner, a marketer in a company, or an entrepreneur, this podcast is for you. You'll become better educated and informed when it comes to digital marketing. And if you implement the strategies, tactics, and tools I discuss in this podcast, your business will grow and prosper. To subscribe, go to corneryourmarketpodcast.com. That again is corneryourmarketpodcast.com. You can also search for Corner Your Market in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast, and you can subscribe through those apps. Also, don't forget to like and share our individual episodes. You can also leave a review. Finally, I would love to hear from you, so if you have any questions, feedback, or general comments about the topics I discuss, feel free to send me an email. I will be sure to share and discuss your feedback on the air if it will benefit our listening audience. You can write to me at connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Just put listener comment in the subject line. That email again is connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to being back next week. Until then, be good and do good.